Tiger fans, welcome to episode 190 of the official Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club podcast, bringing you all the latest news, updates, and buzz surrounding your mighty JSU Tigers. I am the Corey C. Be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast to be notified of all future episodes. Apple Podcast users, rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. It all helps the cause, which is the I love, Jackson State University. And back in the booth with me today is Mo. What up, Mo? Man, what's going on, Corey? Thank you for having me. Hey, man, always. You're no stranger to Tiger Talk. You've been on here before talking baseball in the past, and you knocked it out of the park. No pun intended, but you knocked it out of the park. So we had to bring you back and switch it up a little bit. We want to want you to be able to show off a little bit of that versatility for the listeners. Yes, sir. Got to switch it up, throw the change up, curl, curveball every now and then. <laughs> got to do it. Got to do it. And, you know, man, we're in the thick of football season right now. Three and one headed into a much-needed bye week. But if you look at the calendar, we're turning the page towards October, which means it's almost time for some basketball. Believe it or not, man, we are six weeks out from the start of the season at the time of this recording. Hard to believe, Mo. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The leaves are beginning to change, starting to get a little bit more darker outside. So it's time to see McKinnis dunk on somebody, Cor. <laughs> Absolutely, man. No better person to talk about it than you. Of course, you are a super fan, a super insider because you talk to Coach Brent regularly, so we want to bring you on and get a little bit of that inside info, if that's okay. That's no problem at all. Um, he's pretty excited about what he has, and I look forward to to sharing what we see in this roster. No doubt, man. Well, we got to look back to last season to start it off. A phenomenal regular season for the Tigers. Team went undefeated in conference play, but suffered a heartbreaking overtime loss in the championship game of the SWAC tournament. I know it's going to be hard to duplicate that regular season success, but – I know the guys are hungry and motivated. So what kind of team do you expect to see in 2021, 2022? I expect to see the the normal Coach Brent type team. And what I mean by that is they're going to play defense. Mm-hmm. They're going to be rough and rugged. They're going to hustle. They're going to be very scrappy. And what I like most about what I see in this roster is the versatility. And from the looks of it, he's going to have more depth than he's had in a long time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. The defense, if you look at Coach Brent, even going back to his high school teams, I started with that pro line posse. That was always a staple of a Coach Brent team. They're going to, and it kind of, if you look at them on social media, they're not flashy. You, I mean, obviously, you know, you'll see can post and things like that, but it's not a lot of flash. They just kind of get in, do the work, and they let it speak for itself. So that, that kind of attitude, I think that Coach Brent brings to the table, it rubs off on all of his teams, if you think about it. Yes, sir. They they all have a workman type attitude. And like they always say, you can always tell a team by looking at their coach. Mm-hmm. They are a reflection of their coach. 
Absolutely. And, you know, we have to start with the elephant in the room when we talk about this team. And that's a key loss, which, of course, is Mr. Tristan Jarrett, who's a guy who could have come back, could have returned, but he decided to opt for professional basketball, enter his name to the draft. And he did hire an agent for our fans who were wondering. I know I get asked that question a lot. You know, was he just entering his name to, you know, test the waters and potentially return? Well, uh, he definitely will not be back because of because of the fact that he hired an agent. And we know that it's going to be really difficult to replace his production offensively because we're talking about an all-swag guy. We're talking about a conference player of the year, a you know, guy who leads the conference, who has led the conference in scoring. And I get asked a lot, can one person or will one person be able to replace that production? That's a lot to ask. So, I, you know, also the question is, well, will it have to be by committee? Well, obviously that's something that – that question will be answered as the season plays out, and that's something that we can ask Coach Brandon – Coach Burke, as they come on the show as well. But but what do you think this loss is going to mean to the team? You hate to lose a kid like Tristan. Um, statistically speaking, he is the, the best individual player that we've had since Trey Johnson. Wow. Tristan could flat out score at all levels on the floor. I mean, he could shoot it from deep. He had a nice mid-range. And people slept on how good he could penetrate. He could mm-hmm. penetrate. He could dish it. He could do a lot of different things. But what I love most about Tristan is down the stretch, he really made some key free throws for us, and that won us a lot of games. A lot of close games were won because the ball was in his hand to close out the game. Mm -hmm. And another loss that may be going under the radar, but if you look at a guy on the perimeter, a 3 and D guy who you could put him on the, the opposing team's best perimeter player, and he would keep him below his average, and that's Mr. McClellan. Again, under the radar, I love the jump that he made from his junior to senior season. So how big of a loss do you think a role player like himself will be? McClellan made it hard for you to do a, a boxing one or to try to isolate Tristan because McClellan, McClellan had the, the ability to knock down that three in the corner. Um, with him, he, he broke a lot of zones, he broke a lot of zones. And like you said, he also slowed down the opponent's best shooter. Mm-hmm. If you had a kid that was 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, that, that liked to shoot it and liked to drive, McClellan was going to guard that guy that night, and he's going to hold him beneath their average. And we're going to miss that. Definitely miss it. But one thing about this college sports season, and I say sports season instead of basketball because this applies across the board, is the uniqueness of players being able to return, seniors being able to return from last season to get an, extra, an additional season because of COVID. Uh, we call it the super senior, the COVID senior, but that's been applying across the board, all sports, all universities, and this men's basketball team is no different. So who are some of the players who will be returning who were listed as seniors last year that the fans may not realize are going to be back on the team this season? I think one guy that people may not even be thinking about like that is Darian Wilson. Okay. He's he's a very quiet guy, but he's a coach on the floor. He hustles, and he is what Coach Brent would call as a glue guy. He's going to keep the team together, and again, he is invaluable because he's going to take charges. He's going to rebound. He's going to do a lot of dirty work. Another guy is going to be Isaiah Williams. Isaiah Williams, I love him because he takes a lot of pressure off McKinnis. Isaiah allows us to play big specifically in SWAT games because Isaiah is about 6'8", 6'9". He's a true power forward, but he also, he protects the basket and he rebounds at a very high level. 
He can also play around the perimeter. He can knock down a jumper, has a great mid-range. And again, he's invaluable because he takes pressure off McKinnis and he's going to rebound. Mm -hmm. I want to stick with Isaiah for a second. I think, you know, one thing about him that I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing is just him having a full year under his belt in the full offseason. Because if you think back to last season, he was brought in late. Uh, was it like right before conference play or or it was late later in the season? I can't remember exactly when it was. He came real late in the season. Uh, I want to say he came in around December or or January. So you're talking about getting the guy acclimated into your system in the middle of the season. It worked out very well. He was a huge you know plus for us throughout the season. But what do you think, how beneficial is it going to be for him to have that half season under his belt, but a full off season, uh, you know, learning the system and just being able to, to get acclimated fully heading into this season? It's going to be big. You could tell from watching that they had to really try to coach him up and and, and now he's going to know and it's going to become more natural to him. And he's going to be able to play more freely. Um, a lot of times last year, you could tell that he was thinking. That's understandable. When you come that late into the season and you didn't really get to get to really practice with the guys, you didn't get to really learn the system when they were learning the system. Now I really think that, that he's going to take a little bit more of a jump. I'm expecting him to score 12, 13, 14 points and average six, seven, or eight rebounds a game. Um, like again, he's six eight six nine. He's gonna help us in that post. Um, and another COVID senior is gonna be Darius Hicks. Mm -hmm. This guy was uh, all everything coming out of in, coming out of Quitman, Mississippi, and signed with NC State and ended up at Eastern Kentucky. He's another one that's six eight six nine. Gives us depth in the post. He can play forward and he can play center. He's very strong. Um, when it comes to just passing the eye test. He's a specimen in the post. He's strong, and you're not going to move him. So those three guys are really going to make us deep in the post, and particularly Isaiah and Darius. Having them another year, it helps, and it's only going to make McKinnis better. Mm -hmm. Another guy who's coming back for that extra year is the floor general, Mr. James. Mr. Jones James. James himself. That's going to be huge. I, you know, just having that stability out there on the floor, guy who can get the team settled, get them in their sets, really push the pace. I mean, he can get downhill. He can get to the basket almost at will. I know that's a huge, just a, a safety blanket, a safety valve for Coach Britt and Coach Birkin and his staff to have. Jonas James, he's, he has this sweet stroke. He's left-handed. Uh, love watching him in, in, in the pick-and-roll action. Um, definitely look forward to seeing him and McKinnon's in pick and roll and him throwing the lob to McKinnon's or him driving into the hole and keeping other players involved. I'm even hearing whispers that Jonas might play off the ball a little bit, Corey. Wow. Yes, wow. Jonas, he's, he's 6'1". He can really shoot it. Um, when he first transferred here his first year, he was actually our best free throw shooter. He was leading the nation in free throw percentage for a while. At, at what point? And it's deserving. It's deserving. He puts in the work. Absolutely. All right. And who are some other, any other key returnees that, that you're looking forward to seeing? When we look down this roster, there are some guys that, that I really look forward to, mainly Ken Evans. Ken Evans, he was a Danny Dozen out of Forest Hill. He redshirted his first season, and he really looked good at times last year. Um, really look forward to his development because he can play the one through the three. He's a guard. He's a big guard. He's 6'4", but at the same time, he can flat out handle the ball, and he moves well without the ball. 
I actually look for him to maybe um, be a 3 and D guy that kind of take on that role that McClellan kind of mm-hmm. left us with. Uh, really look forward to seeing him. I'm very curious to see how he takes the jump, if he's going to take a leap next year. Yeah, a guy who's a dandy dozen, definitely. I can see him stepping up just with the loss of Tristan. Not that he's going to fill Tristan's void, but that just open, opens up playing time in the backfield. And, uh, you know, with him being a freshman going into a sophomore season, looking to see definitely a, a big jump out of him. But one thing that, that I want to go back to, you talked about Jonas possibly playing off the ball. And I know we have Ken and some other guards, but who could be a guy who could relieve Jonas of some of the some of those point guard duties and handle the ball for us? Gabe Watson. He okay. is going to turn some heads. Gabe Watson, he averaged 29.5 points a game coming out of St. Joe in Madison, Mississippi. He signed with Southern Miss where um, before he left Southern Miss, he was averaging 12, 13 points a game. He transferred from Southern Miss, went to Tulane, kind of took a step back. But now he's back in a role where he's going to be able to help us. He's going to really be able to help us. And he's a ball-dominant guard. I look forward to him because he's very shifty, he's very crafty, and he can flat-out shoot the basketball. He can flat-out shoot the basketball. So let's talk about this shooting. And, you know, I know we keep going back to Tristan, but he brought so much to the table. One of our best shooters, we could always count on him to knock it down from deep and to get hot. Who can we look to, especially if we look at losing McClellan as well, who can we look to to provide that shooting this season? Well, um, you have to first of all look at Gabe Watson, but you have to also kind of look at the freshman coming in, Cody Young. Cody Young is 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 coming out of Starkville, Mississippi, played six A basketball. He's six three, six four. He's a sharp shooter. He can knock it down from deep. But don't look, don't look overlook the roster and and look over a guy like Dylan Taylor. Okay. Uh, he's a smooth shooter as well. He's coming to us from out of Mississippi College. He put up great numbers coming out of high school at Pillahatchie High School. Could have easily been the starting point guard at Brandon High School. Um, He's one that's probably been overlooked a little bit, but I look for him to be a combo guard for us and be able to pressure the ball in the backcourt and be able to do the things that Brent is going to ask him to do. Another guy is going to be Chris Freeman. Chris Freeman, he's a a transfer, but he is a shooter. He's 6'5", 6'6". So when it comes in the shooting department, I look for us to do it more so by committee and look for us to play a little bit within our system and really knock down the open shots. I don't think it'll be forceful. I don't think you're going to have many volume shooters on this team, but you have a lot of people. You're going to start three or four guys that are going to have the capability of knocking down the three when we need the three. And let's go back to Dylan Taylor for a second. I know, you know, you and I have talked about him, and he's for you just kind of that guy who's an under-the-radar signee that you expect to make a big impact kind of coming out of nowhere. What are you seeing in him to make you feel as though he can be the guy? Taylor, he has a lineage, first of all. Any follower of Jackson State University would recognize the names of John Taylor and Rod Taylor. He is the son of Rod Taylor, who's the current, um, basketball coach at Richland High School, I do believe, and John Taylor, who's also a former all-swag point guard. So Taylor, he's coming with that lineage. Um, he also has his little cousin, Wes Taylor, on this team. But Dylan, he is going to be one that's going to be very reliable. Um, I can't say who's going to start and who's going to come off the bench, but I can promise you, you're going to see this kid on the floor, and you're going to be impressed by him. He's going to come with that blue-collar attitude. He's going to be He's going to play defense, 
and I don't think you're going to see him miss many free throws. So coming from Mississippi College, you feel as though he could be a guy who could make an impact? No doubt about it. I think that people may be looking, overlooking him because he's coming from Mississippi College. He averaged 10 points a game in Mississippi College. But I'm going to say this. When he was coming out of Pillar Hatcher High School, where he played for his father, remind you, he had everybody in the SWAC wanting him. Okay. Alcorn Valley and Jackson State all were recruiting him hard. They heavily recruited this kid. He took Pillahatchee to the big house. He had 1A Pillahatchee in the Coliseum. So, and he had that team on his back as well. So I'm very excited about him and I'm glad to have him home because a lot of people were shocked to see him sign with Mississippi College over Jackson State. So we're catching him on the rebound then, huh? We are catching him on the rebound, but it's better late than never at all. <laughs> better late than never. Absolutely, absolutely. I want to take it back to the freshman. You mentioned Colt Young. I want to talk about him. He's a guy who's athletic. He can shoot the rock. He was a dandy dozen as well. So what do you think he's going to bring to the team? And along with the other freshmen, we talked about two dandy dozens, Mr. Joseph Dupree coming out of Murrah. Colty, Colty's a shooter. He's a sharp shooter. Um, when you look up the scouting report, that's what you're going to see from him. He played for a great coach and Coach Carter at Starkville. He come from a long line of great shooters. He's going to be no doubt about it. He's going to be the guy that you look to coming off that bench when we do need that three. He's going to he's going to be one that I think we're going to shoot it. He's going to shoot it. So I, I don't look for him to be hesitant at all. I look for him to be college ready, to be honest okay. with you. He has the size. Yeah, he has the size. And and he's strong. And from the the consensus that I'm getting from people who have seen him at Jackson State that have have actually been at the practices, Cozy has a great work ethic. Okay. He works his butt off. So I look for him to, to, to come in and get a few minutes and really develop into what we think will be a great scorer one day. He could be a guy who can really electrify the AAC. If you look at him on film, man, he is a highlight reel. And don't get it twisted because he's a shooter. He's actually a really good athlete. There's a couple of videos of him dunking on people. Uh-huh. And when you look into the Claire and Ledger, that's what you actually see uh-huh. him off of the rim. Mm-hmm. So I look forward to seeing him. Yeah, and I think that's key to point out because a lot of times when you get the, the athlete on the basketball court, sometimes he's not really a basketball player. But this guy, he, he's both. He's an athlete, but again, he he's skilled. He can shoot the ball as well. So uh, a guy who's dynamic in multiple regards. So definitely looking forward to seeing him. And I mentioned another freshman, Mr. Joseph Dupree, coming out of Murrah. As I said, a dandy dozen. What are you seeing in him? This kid is 6'7", 250, has sweet feet. He can shoot it. He can play power. He can play big board ball in the in the post. He's going to be a kid that's, that's going to be very interesting. I, I'll be honest. I don't think we've seen many guys like him. He kind of reminds me of a Willie Reedus or Richard Bradley. Yeah, that's who I was thinking, the hammer. Because he's so big. He's so big and he's so strong. However, when you look up his highlights, he has a stroke. Corey, he can shoot it. He can shoot it, and he moves his feet extremely well for his size. So really look forward to him. Um, he adds great depth up in that post behind Isaiah. So really looking forward to Dupree. He's going to be fun to watch. Absolutely. And there's another transfer I know you're excited about as well. I think we kind of glossed over him, but I know you want to talk about it. No doubt about it. Chance Moore. Chance Moore comes to us from Wichita State University. 
He is a scorer. Uh, what makes him special, he's 6'8", 6'9", Corey. He's 6'8", 6'9". He's a true shooting guard. Wow. Shooting guard slash small forward. He's going to play on the wing. He's a guy that has a measurement of a power forward or a center that's going to play on the wing. We haven't seen anything like Chance more since Grant Maxey. Yeah. A lot of people <laughs> hear that yeah. name, but I promise you, Chance Moore, when you look at his scouting report, when you look at his measurements, he is a difference maker. He's the guy on this roster. You got to circle his name, and you got to see what he's going to do. I even had a conversation with him personally. I told him what I was looking for him to do, and the kid told me flat out he kind of doubled it. I'm not even going to give you the number that he told me. <laughs> but he is Mr. Excitement. He's a guy that you got to really look out and look out for. Six eight six nine can shoot it from deep. He's gonna be a mismatch in the sweat. Really look forward to him. He's a three star guy. This guy is legit. He's a legit NBA prospect. Wow, wow. You know, one thing you said earlier that that stood out. You talked about the versatility, but the more I hear you talk, the more it stands out. This team is really versatile. So you think that's gonna be a strength of ours this season? It's gonna be a great strength of ours. We we can go small, and what I mean by going small. You're talking about if we're going to go small, you might be looking at Gabe Watson, Jonas James. um, Lord, there's so many. Dylan Taylor on the floor at the same time, pressing with Isaiah and McKinnis on the back end. Or we can go big. We can go big and have Gabe Watson, Chance Moore, Chris Freeman, Isaiah Williams, and McKinnis on the floor. And you're looking at a 6'2", 6'8", 6'7", 6'8", and another 6'7", or 6'8", that plays like he's 7'2", or 7'4". So, Corey, we're talking about versatility that we've never seen before. We're talking about a squad that can do a lot of different things. We're talking about um, pressure in the ball. Uh, we We could go with those small guards like we talked about before. Or we can go big, and we just hang out in the post and just get all the rebounds. No doubt. Definitely looking forward to it. Well, you got me excited. I know you got the fans excited. As I said, we'll definitely will be speaking with the coach or two here in the next few weeks leading into the season. They are really hard at work, though, getting prepared for this season. Like I said, I know it didn't end on the, the note that they wanted it to end on last season. So I'm, I'm certain that they're looking forward to making up for it. And it's gonna it's not going to be easy, man. If you look at this non-conference schedule to start the season, as always, when you're, when you're looking at a you know, SWAC team going out of conference, on the road to start the season you know that's typically how it is but uh if you look at uh, opening up on november 9th in champaign illinois against the fight fighting the lion eye heading to louisiana tech this team will be heading to marshall they'll be heading to indiana to face the hoosiers iowa state and they'll finally be home on december 29th so let's definitely support our tigers uh, shortly after christmas on december 29th for that first home game and i got a wild take core when okay. i look at this out of conference schedule I'm looking at three or four wins. Okay. Okay. Looking forward to it. So the team is, is that good, huh? You think we can be that good to pull a couple upsets? I believe, and I, I, I really have my confidence in Coach Brent, and I really like the depth of this team. The depth of this team is something that we haven't had. So let's talk about that depth because I know in past years, 
Coach Brent, had, you know, he's always had a talented team, but one thing that has hurt, and, and he's come on the show and, and talked about this, has been that injury bug. And I know with sports, all teams, are, you know, face injuries, but I think it has really hit us hard at, at the most inopportune times. But, you know, of course you want to stay healthy. We were, we were relatively healthy for the most part last season. But if you look, if you look at this season, you talk about that depth. Now, of course, we want to be healthy, but if you have that unfortunate, unfortunate injury, how vital is that depth going to be for this team to continue to uh, play well and be successful? When we look at this this depth, when you look at this roster, a lot of times in the past we only had one true point guard. We're looking at a roster that has three really good point guards. We're looking at a roster that a lot of times in the swag, your big man gets fouled out, you can't really get a rebound, or you have to play a six-foot-four forward that doesn't belong in the post. We're looking at a roster that has four guys that are six, seven, six, eight that are true post players. Mm-hmm. And then when you look on the wings, you, it, it's really hard for me to say who would even start on the wing, you know, because of the versatility of this roster. We have several, I, I want to say that we have about five or six guys at six, five, six, six that can play on the wing for us. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of versatility there. And really looking at that delt, you really got to kind of look like, man, what are some of these teams going to do with us? It's going to be hard. And what do you make of the the size that Coach Brent has been able to add on, especially on the perimeter, but even in the post? Because I know a lot of uh, Coach Brent teams have been kind of guard heavy, but it looks like we're getting bigger again on the perimeter, on the wing, and down low. So can you attribute that to anything in particular? Have you spoken to him about that? I think that it's become more of Brent finding people who can fit his system. Um recruiting the right players. I know a lot of our fans get upset when they see certain players go to other SWAC schools. But at this point, I think Brent knows what he wants when he's recruiting. So, you know, looking at some of this size and some of this length, he's found guys that that can defend. That's one thing you got to be able to do to play for Coach Brent. If you can't play defense, you're not going to get on the floor. You're not going to play for him. So he's found guys that has great length that can move their feet and can defend. He don't like one-dimensional guys that can just go down and be volume shooters. You got to be able to play defense, and you got to be able to hustle and scrap. That's what he wants. Brent wants those guys that he can take into an alley with him. You got to have a certain amount of toughness, Mm -hmm. and that's what I see on this roster. You got some guys that are going to go get the loose ball, you got some guys that are going to get the rebounds, and you got some guys that are going to knock down some free throws. Absolutely. All right. Well, you know, I said it before, but I'll say it again, man. You got me excited. I still got the football left, but I'm already looking ahead, looking forward to basketball season. Of course, the women, I look for them to three-peat, uh, but it's been teams as well, been strong over the – quietly strong over the past couple of seasons, so I know they're looking to take that momentum in the next season as well. So, Mo, hey, man, we appreciate this uh, again, man. Super insider. Wanted to show him that you weren't just a baseball guy. You're kind of like, uh, you know, Brent, he's looking for guys who are multidimensional. Well, you showed you're multidimensional as well. I appreciate you, Corsi. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to have you back again soon. Yes, sir. And that'll do it for episode 190 of Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club. Thank you to all of our listeners. And again, be sure to download and subscribe to the podcast. 
Apple Podcast listeners. Rate and review the show and everyone. Follow Tiger Talk with the 1400 Club on Facebook and Tiger Talk 1400 on Instagram and Twitter. I cannot stress the importance of this enough. We're looking to do some big things with this platform to aid the athletics department, and it all starts with you. Downloading, subscribing, rating, and reviewing the show. And tell every tiger that you know. We're on all podcast outlets. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so on. And we'll be posting each episode on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. As always, thanks for your support. Go Tigers. Hashtag the I love.